Welcome to Whiteboard.fm. Today we're going to interview Gaurav Bahiti, who's the founder and CEO at Procall, which is a food commodities procurement startup. Procall has impressively managed to raise one million dollars from Bloom Ventures and Rain Matter Capital, a fund managed by Zerodha. Gaurav is an engineer who switched to design, worked at Zomato and Google, but eventually decided to open his own company. This entire interview revolves around his transition, his journey. and key lessons that we can learn from his story so without wasting any further time let's get started this is your host ansh mehra and you are tuning into season 4 of whiteboard.fm welcome to whiteboard fm gorov thank you so much for being here we are super super excited looking at your journey from being an engineer to a designer working at all these crazy ass companies and just opening up your own thing it's supremely fascinating and i know that we have a lot to learn from you today thank you <laughs> i doubt i am humble <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome cool so uh, gorov you are an engineer who turned into a designer you worked at zomato and google but eventually decided to open up your own company can you tell us three really important mindset shifts that you made that allowed this transition to you know happen easily oh so there's no easy way to uh, you know come like start a company there's only the hard way i think what changed for me was a very long term bet on the potential that i felt i have which i thought i couldn't fulfill uh, in my previous organization so i thought i can do much more and so that that was the initial uh, kicker for me to start something on my own i really wanted to build something big do a lot of things myself uh, and i wasn't getting that kind of freedom anywhere really so i i figured if i have to do a lot of things i can only do it in, at my company you know <laughs> and uh, i i was a generalist i could uh, design i could code could write at every point in time i have uh, picked up some new skill to do something so that sort of mentality that you know i can learn something very fast and be good at it and not i i wouldn't take time to learn something new if i have to pick something i'll pick it so all of these things sort of made me realize that if i really have to make a huge impact it has to be by starting my own thing it can it could have been uh, by joining a startup as well but back then um, the startups that i was working at i pretty much was in the ecosystem right i was working with everyone but then i realized that you know i need to find my own thing what i am passionate about what i need to do so i think i just did that uh, that was a really long term bet i i took when i was young and i am still going to continue taking it <laughs> that makes a lot of sense i mean you're probably gifted because you can learn so many things so quickly <laughs> but things uh, so uh, actually you know i read this book on which which resonated with me a lot i can't remember the name but it said one core thing which i'm definitely not the smartest but i can put in more tough work i can put in more work and that makes me stand out that's it if someone can put in 8 hours i can put in 16 hours and make it happen <laughs> yeah but even after being a great learner you need some capital to run your own company and you've raised a good amount of capital for your startup what does that journey look like and what happens after you've raised capital 
I think journey just begins by raising capital. Honestly, it's it's not a means to an end. It's the means to the beginning. Uh, you need capital to take bigger bets. Without capital, there's no freedom to take up take bigger bets. And I think capital solves just for that. The kind of ambitions that we have require capital. When when we were originally starting out, we were funding it with our own money and uh, we were doing projects to you know fund our product ideas. That's how we originally began. But then when we had to take a bet, we we told people that, look, this is our mission. We are going to change procurement in India and the world. This is how the world could look like if, you know, we become successful. I think uh, people loved that idea. <laughs> so they ended up um, backing us. Back then, things were very different. We were very scrappy young guys who were just figuring out how to do things and we did not know what we did not know and that stood out honestly so um, i think that authenticity sort of made a lot of difference when we were going for the fundraise that uh, we are going to do this uh, we don't know but we are going to make it happen and but now things have changed now we have a strategy we have a game plan we have a action plan execution team so we are very focused on executing right now as we stand and fundraise is just part of the process how has life changed since you started your own company? Do you still go out? Do you still relax? Or it's just become very busy now? <laughs> life has changed entirely. <laughs> it's not the same. Uh, I thought it would have been the same, but earlier you shut off the laptop and you know it's done. Your work is over. But now the work is in your head. So uh, it's very difficult to shut it off. Uh, so you start to realize that it's important to... It's important to understand or, you know, figure out how to separate work from non-work. It's very difficult. That's what I have personally realized. And so uh, workouts or fitness or other activities that you should be doing is what picked up later on in my career. I was, I was working 16 hours earlier, but now I'm focused on making my brain work more than myself because... I feel like there are, there have to be fewer bets taken and they have to be executed in the right way to make larger impact happen. Rather than being an idea machine, I need to be an execution machine. Ideas are, um, all ideas can be good if executed well. That makes so much more sense. I've never heard that before. So as you said, your entire idea is based around the procurement industry and that's a billion dollar industry. The stakes are high and every person involved is a big player. How do you convince these big players to trust your product? How do you get big clients? Oh yeah, that's a very good question. There's no shortcuts is uh, what what we, we think. Trust getting, it's not about someone trusting us. It's about, are we confident to make them trust us? Why would they trust us, right? I went on a sales call where there are about uh, 25, uh, 50 to 60 year old people uh, who want to solve their procurement. They have been at it for past 20, 30 years. And uh, us going in, our young team going in and pitching them, uh, look, we are going to solve this for them. It does make a, like, there has there, there is a question in their heads that, are you serious? How do you know how to solve this problem for us? And we have sort of uh, demonstrated that with our past record now. Initially, with building trust, it's, it's all about who 
other person trusts you, right? Uh, so we had to get our first customer to make them trust us. When we got that, we got our second customer. That cycle was one year. After our first customer, it took us one year to sign up another customer. And uh, until January this year, we had like, I think, a handful of customers, less than 10 customers. Since then, we have grown five to six times and uh, scaled aggressively, like compounded really. And so that made us realize that initial days are the hardest, you know, to get the first few customers to trust you, uh, to be with you. It's a beautiful relationship that you have to nurture uh, and ensure them, give them hope that, uh, you know, this is a big problem that we are solving and they trust you if it's a big enough problem, honestly, man, nobody's solving it for them. So if, if you find that, uh, I trust actually becomes out of the question. So there are two ways to look at this. Either you build those relationships early on with these enterprises to go in and tell them they reach out to you. Right. But typically never happens if you are not a B2B founder earlier, uh, because you don't have relationships. <laughs> so how do you do this? You figure out a core pain point that you can solve for them and tell them, uh, this is how we can help you. And if they're interested, they will trust you. They will trust you enough to, um, tell you what are the challenges they face. People love to talk about their challenges and we sort of have to listen and just be there. I think that made, a, made the difference. There's a book called Speed of Trust. It lays down the foundations of uh, trust very precisely. What are the pillars of trust? And so I think I personally tend to follow those pillars and ensure that I am passing all the checklist items with all the conversation and relationships I want to build. Trust is a two-way streak here. There's no shortcuts to building trust. As designers and entrepreneurs, feeling energetic and being in a state of flow is really important. How do you manage your energy and different states of mind and mood swings and pressure? Like how do you balance your emotions within workplaces? Oh yes, this is a very important uh, question. Young founders like ourselves face this. I did not manage a lot of people before starting up really. So the first time I got, I started my company, I was managing, I think three, four people. And I was not a good manager, genuinely. I think everyone tends to think that they can manage people, but managing people is a different skill set altogether. You know, I did not realize that early on. And I was the kind of, I was, I think a rude manager early on, but, uh, it, it was hard for me to understand the fundamental principles of what a good manager looks like, you know? And, uh, I think over past two years, I have grown immensely as a manager or a leader because now I, I have to scale and I have to manage teams. And I think, again, I, I used to read a lot. I used to talk to a lot of people. I talk to better managers. I think like manage, like all other skills, managing is a skill and can be picked up. So to pick up, there are fundamental ways to, uh, address this problem. How do you solve for managing and bringing out the best in people? So I think I did a lot of uh, proactive stuff to make, make that happen. Managing essentially or managing a team is all about how motivated your team is to 
get the best results right for what you're trying to achieve so first and foremost it's the mission uh, mission driven culture that uh, everyone wants people want to build towards something big they want to progress towards a goal you give them a goal post and uh, only then they can you know uh, look at that vision clearly so i think i did a lot of things right up in the past two years to make that happen but managing was a difficult skill set yaar it's it's one of the most difficult skills uh, to build and no education teaches managing just like how no education teaches uh, sales uh, even navel ravi khan says that you can't really motivate people you need people who are intrinsically motivated so how do you find such people and how do you motivate people you you can't motivate you can bring the best out of people motivation is not an additional layer you can you know put on top of someone it's something that already exists the fire exists within people but you have to light it up and to light it up is the question to address with different people there's no one single uh, approach on what motivates you versus what motivates me versus what what motivates uh, my colleagues what what motivates my investors what motivates my everyone it's a different game for it's a multiplayer game for motivation the only thing common is uh, the mission the mission has to be big enough to chase that uh, and light up that fire the dream has to be big enough so that's number one i think everyone has to be aligned with that ambition that we really have to build something big in short amount of time we all have limited time limited life and so to build something very very big that can last centuries has to be thought of carefully and everyone has to you know focus on that otherwise there are only two ways to bring out motivation it's either positive reinforcement or it's fear uh, these are the only two ways to drive actions so with every leader or manager you can see this playing out it's either this or that and that's how you get get things done over a period of time i have realized positive reinforcement works better and sportsmanship culture uh, delivers better results uh, so inculcating that in our teams has been a important move they're not perfect but i am very proud of our team because it's because of people why we are what we are today and everyone at procall realizes this every single month when we do town halls i think appreciation of what people have done is the most important thing which we try to bring out that that's it if people like working with motivated people they get motivated so it's actually better to build a team that that feels they are working with smarter people than yourself otherwise even smarter people would leave and not be here so we try to build a culture where the bar keeps rising and uh, no one feels like they are uh, losing out on any opportunity to grow because fundamentally believe personally that progress and growth brings happiness and that's <laughs> my own belief i feel that you read a lot can you tell me what all books have really impacted your life like books that have completely changed your perception so i think first first book or first book is your first love <laughs> that changes how you think entirely i was in i was a complete introvert until my first job i did not know how to talk to people so i did not know how to how to be social really so there was a book called how to win friends and influence people i think that was a yeah uh, that changed how i how i was socially <laughs> how i learned to learn to be social learn to be 
make friends <laughs> learn to influence learn to sell learn to learn to do a lot of things so that's a interpersonal thing i think in business there are ton of books and resources uh, which people recommend appreciate i don't think i can point three books apart from you know there's a long list which that would add very recently there's the there's a book called um, habit i used i read a long time ago that still made a difference about how fundamentally humans behave and how to build habits uh, as a designer that was a critical book i think i read back then uh, apart from that i read a lot about strategy business strategy and um, business models so there was a book called good strategy bad strategy there was blue ocean um, blue ocean one i think i'm just i have a library i'll send you a photo <laughs> of yeah. the number of yeah so it's a it's a full block <laughs> all but you feel like it helps like reading and and you said that i've read on your website that you read about psychology as well did that help oh yes most certainly are i think as designers we are very lucky to be learning psychology inherently <laughs> not many people have that i feel privileged honestly when i read about psychology and i get to implement that in my work as a designer i could do that as a founder i feel it that feel that it's even better that i know how psychological people how psychology makes a difference psychology is not full logic or full um, creative mind it's understanding emotions understanding people it's a different skill again so i feel very privileged to learn more about psychology there were a lot of books i used to read on human psychology earlier but mostly that directly relate to my um work back then as a product guy so i think that's the beginning that that's how i began reading books that's really interesting i mean yeah you should start reading something that interests you but how do you how do you maintain that rate of learning as you start working and you have like a busy schedule are you still learning at that same rate uh so topics change but it's good to learn how to learn so there was a book called meta skill i remember reading in my third year um meta skill was written by a famous author called daniel i think i'm i'm forgetting his name but that book essentially talks about five things on um how to get better at learning things and so um, that book gave me a framework on whenever i am doing something how do i go about approach on learning new things in business or startups things are different every single day you have to learn new things you have to pick up new things faster grow faster so i think it's just a matter of time that and in fact starting up made made the difference now learning is just not restricted to books learning is restricted to application i used to read about entrepreneurship before i used to read about uh, fundraising before i used to read about sales before but it's really learned when you do it on ground <laughs> things are different while you have that perception ki aise hoga this is how it works when you get on the ground you try and execute things are different things get real and to deal with that reality and then mix your academic knowledge to the real world is what now i have realized how to do that so i think i have gotten better personally but not entirely just from reading reading is great but then there are mentors the advisors that that really helps you know is books books can help but when you have someone 
with you who has done that, been there done that uh, i think that that is the holy grail everyone should because books are meant for people who can't talk to the authors directly right yeah. uh, if you get access to the authors <laughs> yeah that makes sense even the authors can't tell you everything because there's so much information to tell even if you ask questions directly they would not remember things in that specific context true that's true i i realized asking an author about what they wrote and they were surprised how they figured that out <laughs> yeah so I think it's very difficult i think books are a fabulous fabulous invention they are so simple they are so functional even the design of books is so functional so i think yeah alphabet and language two things have really helped us as a species to grow very quickly but yes thank you so much thank you so much gaurav for doing this uh, how can people know more about you about procore how can they reach out to you do you have any opportunities hiring opportunities tons we will be hiring 50 to 70 people in the coming 12 months and right now we are hiring about 15 open positions and across business across technology across product sales marketing design we are hiring and we are scaling fast so uh, always looking out for better talent right now and so i can be reached very easily i am like literally present everywhere uh, i get inbounds from uh linkedin i get emails i get uh, dms on twitter but i i try to reply to as many as i can uh not all i know recently not as much as i was uh, active earlier but i will still make sure i revert to to the messages <laughs> so please please reach out email me directly my email is uh, gorav@protocol.in anytime i can be reached out awesome thank you thank you so much you mentioned a ton of books i'm pretty sure we'll put the links and we we'll put the names in the description or on the video and guys do check out his profile he's a supremely inspiring person and you can learn a lot from him and yes uh, thank you so much for being on the show gorav <laughs> thanks thanks so much for hosting me anshin it's a pleasure all right thanks bye you just finished listening to an episode from whiteboard.fm Don't forget to follow our podcast because we are coming up with many more interviews that will help you accelerate your growth as an upcoming product designer. Check out our website whiteboard.fm to learn from our videos based on case studies and hiring processes at some of the most amazing companies in the world. This is your host Ansh Mehra signing out.